happy. You got to be happy. Come on and be happy. Sing a little song. My name is Sally Jackson Freeman. Over the past 30 years in the music business, I've pretty much seen and heard it all. And the one thing I know beyond doubt is that behind every superstar is a huge team of highly successful and talented individuals who help the artists realise and monetize their talent. This podcast is dedicated to finding out what makes these people so successful and sharing their insider knowledge and tips with you. My guest this week is Abby Reddy, who I have known for the past year and a bit, who has been doing her master's course at Talyard Studios. And Abby, welcome. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. (laughs) It's so lovely to be here with you. And Abby and I know each other, I must just explain. So I'm a lecturer at Talyard Studios and I'm also a mentor and I've had the pleasure of mentoring Abby. And uh, we're actually today sitting in a studio, Cube Studio, and we're just talking about the songwriting process. And Abby, that's my first question to you, really. You know, how are you inspired? What inspires you to write? You know, how, if you get an idea, where does it come from? Does it come from the ether in your dreams? or? Yeah, usually write off an emotion. It, it doesn't even necessarily have to be the strongest one I'm feeling mm-hmm. at the time, but I will search myself for an emotion highlight it and magnify it and then make a song around it and sometimes I'm feeling it really intensely and then maybe it will be a bit easier well I I I didn't know that so you get that emotion that's intensified how do you kind of start off the process of writing the song Uh, you know how do you get a chord structure does does the emotion Um, inspire the chord structure I mean what happens okay so I usually get a a hook line in my head okay it will usually be like I'll get a theme idea or um, a, a line of a chorus and I'll just start singing it over mm. and then that usually inspires me to write the song with that like f- initial idea or like line um, and then yeah I tend to like yeah put it quickly put a theme to it if it didn't immediately come and then I'll go and research that theme that's what I do. That's really cool. We've yeah. just we're sitting in the studio, and um, before we started to record this, <coughs> Abby played me an amazing new tune she's got called "1963." Can you tell us all about that? Because I love the story behind that. Okay, so that's a proper good story. Huh. <laughs> that that was like a yeah. Um, as I said to you before, so that uh, came to me about a year and a half ago, um, and I was probably going through a bit of a hard time personally. And I just started getting this idea in my head. I honestly don't know to this day where it came from, but I got this year in my head, 1963, and I had no idea what that year was. And maybe it was in my subconscious somehow got in there. But I was singing around something about like the kids of 1963, like wanting to to kind of get louder. And I had this idea of this sort of sense of freedom. And I started singing this chorus want to get louder like Hmm. the kids in Tennessee whatever and then um I googled it I googled what happened in 1963 and then I found out that all this incredible literally like world-changing stuff happened in 1963 yeah can Um, you name any of those things yeah um uh well JFK I mean they're in my lyrics but JFK was shot that year very very sad and that was the year um actually of Andy Warhol he did the Elvis silkscreen paintings which of course are very very famous um and then uh Martin Luther the I Have a Dream speech 
was that year. Wow, yeah. And um, yeah, it was just this incredible year of like liberation and people breaking free. And I think there was um, uh, some racial wars going on as well at that time. Yeah. Which is also something that I reference in my chorus. I would talk about the black and white TV. And now I hear that back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what was that? I was actually saying something and I didn't even realise what I was saying. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. And I think too, when you actually look at those years, that was when a musical revolution really was happening in the UK you know, with the Beatles, really. It was in the early yeah. 60s that they broke and all that music went to America and it went global. Mm-hmm. And it kind of established the UK as a sort of epicentre of music. Mm-hmm. And it was in those early 60s as well. So I think you're bang on with that title. Yeah, and then Tennessee. Yeah. Like obviously Nashville. And- it's really lovely. It's, it's, it's so incredible to hear that process because I think it's quite difficult for people to start songwriting. And I think it is about these inspirations from what we see, from culture, from our, you know, our subconscious, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also helps me to have a glass of wine. Yeah, or absolutely. Two. <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot freer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> so once you've got that inspiration, what happens next? How do you translate that into the recording studio? Where do you start? Um, yeah, so for me, um, I started off as a drummer. So I'll usually find like where I feel like the groove is of the song first. That's my first thing is finding that because then I feel like that finds my genre. Hmm. Um, and then once I've got the groove and the, the yeah BPM set, um, then I can start finding a chord structure. So I'll probably either go to the keyboard or the guitar depending on yeah. what kind of feel I want. And yeah, usually just, yeah, spend a while like just with just the chords straight chords and get the vocal in and the chords down and the song laid out and then I'll start thinking about how I want to produce it and at that Mm. point I'll probably look um, at some reference songs and see Mm. if there's something I want it to sound a bit more like or what influence I have at the time and yeah just take some inspiration from that and and then link my own ideas to that as well and then it turns out to be something and just I'm I'm really interested because lots of people have di- lots of different ways and my dad is a songwriter and he used to just sort of bang tunes out on the piano when he was songwriting mm-hmm. but I'm really interested in the fact that you start with the drums and you know the BPM beats per minute um is that normal would you say that kind of structure that you've just described for songwriting or do you think how how do you think people um, songwrite mainly I'm not really sure. I think most people that I've heard tend to start with chords. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just think because I'm a drummer, I think first and foremost about the rhythm. Hmm. And and I get the feel that way as well. Um, And that helps me to sing it and feel more like enthused about the melody and like bring whatever kind of energy it is to the song that I want. And it's interesting as well that you'll do all of that, then you'll get the reference song. That's quite that's quite upside down in a way, but interesting in terms of production. What well, to me it is, or I don't know. Do you think that's a normal way to do it, or or it's an Abbey um, way? <laughs> it's definitely an Abbey way. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's normal. I mean, if it's your normal, so I'm I'm just interested because I haven't, you know, that it seems an unusual way to do it, but obviously it's a very successful way of doing it. I hope so. Yeah, it's working at the moment. Um, I have tried other ways. Yeah, and I think 
yeah, maybe in the past I actually have done that. I've gone first found a reference song. Yeah. But what I found is that then I I don't want to run into the problem of sounding too much like someone else. Yeah. And then you kind of lose your own yeah. identity. So I tend to now try to find my own basis and then look for influences, but not to take them too much either. Yeah. Because I, you know, you want it to, you want something to sound like mm. your influences maybe a bit, but not too much. Yeah. You, you've definitely got to find your own voice and... I think, you know, if you think of the most successful artists, they have their own authentic voice and sound and that carries through the rest of their music or that particular album. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the hardest thing, actually, for songwriters or for artists to really find their own voice or their authentic sound. So, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah, it's, um, it could be a really, really hard thing and a long thing. Absolutely. Before, again, when the mic was off, we were talking about it and um, we were referencing artists that actually started out as songwriters before they came became artists. And we were thinking of artists such as Sia, Jessie J. Who else were we thinking of? Um, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. And all of these artists, what they did was they, they were really prolific writing songs for other people. And they had huge chart success, but you would have never known about them. Mm -hmm. And it was only in their latter years that they actually evolved to find their own voice as an artist. And I just think that's quite interesting because many people can just be so like, I'm going to be a major artist and super successful when actually there are lots of ways of getting there. And yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, it's... Absolutely agree. And it's a really great way to start out. And with the way that the music industry has changed, like you don't often early on get an investment now. Yeah. Whereas in the past you might have yeah. been given, you know, something to go out and Back do in the old days. with. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they say. Beer money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's extremely rare now to get. Absolutely. So a lot of sing singers and songwriters are starting off like they'll start off pitching songs and then they can make quite a lot of money from that and then put that into their own artist development. Even artists who we've mentioned like who were signed yeah i know have done that like they put back into themselves huh, with interesting. their own money lady gaga was a massive example of that yeah but she didn't tell me personally yeah, yeah. <laughs> like from what i've heard yeah it's interesting with lady gaga i remember um and this is a guilty pleasure confession coming up <laughs> going to see take that at wembley Ooh. And yeah, Lady Gaga, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told you it was a guilty pleasure. Yeah. And Lady Gaga was um, supporting them. Wow! And it was just so totally awesome. I thought I'd never heard of her, and I thought, oh my goodness, who is this incredible artist? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, she's played a, a good hand. She really has, and she's super talented. I love her songwriting, and and she has evolved in this incredible artist as well, artistically as well. Oh, she's absolutely insane, amazing. Yeah. And she just didn't go, she just totally went her own way. Yeah, She literally totally. just, I can't swear, but she just like, yeah, said yeah. screw you to yeah, yeah. what everyone wanted her to do and, and the influences that she might have been having with her record label and whatever and was like, I'm doing it my way. Yeah. And she just owned that. Totally. So, so much admiration for her. Yeah. In the Madonna v Lady Gaga wars, my money oh, yeah. has always been on Lady Gaga. I, ju <laughs> I just think she's super talented, really. Yeah. Well, she's a musician. She's Yeah. She First does. and foremost. Yeah. And songwriter. Yeah. No, it's very cool. 
So this is incredible. I actually love what we just decided to do this. <laughs> yeah. But actually what you're Random. saying is so, yeah, what you're saying is so amazing. And I actually think it's really helpful for anyone listening in. I am going to ask you a couple of the other questions that I've asked um, my other guests. So I'm going to say reflections from the past. Looking back at your 18 year old self, which actually is only a couple of years ago. Uh, wish, is, there, <laughs> is there anything that you do again or is anything you'd avoid you know when you mm-hmm. uh, in your present state yes and no um I feel like I've I've learned so much by doing the wrong things um yeah. I don't like to say I regret anything um but I definitely would have said to myself um it's okay for you to just be you mm-hmm. um I would have believed in myself a whole lot more and I would have I don't know. I just I think I would have trusted my instincts a lot more mm. um other than listening to maybe what other people not that you shouldn't listen. You should listen to other people, but yeah. <laughs> like a, um but no like yeah, definitely um I would have trusted my gut feeling a bit more and yeah, maybe been a bit braver mm. with things and that's just like a personal growth thing, I think. And maybe being from Australia as well, like it for me, it took me a while to find my feet in the UK and in London. and Yeah, um, it's a massive to, move yeah. to move over. How long have you been here now? I've been here for ooh, a few years now, so long enough to, to settle in and find my feet. And my identity is sort of like a Australian Brit because I'm half British. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think that was a big part of it for me, finding like who I am. Who, who am I in Britain? Yeah. Because it's a bit different. Like Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. No, it does really. And I think an amazing opportunity to move and reinvent yourself in a different country and to be whatever you want, which is, which is, which is a good thing, actually. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good thing. Um, again, one of the questions I, asked, I ask, uh, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? And have you acted upon it? Might have been in listening to these podcasts. <laughs> so, as a <laughs> bit of background here, um, Abby has been mastering and producing them. So she's listened to all of them. So, yeah, no, it, don't worry if you haven't received any as yet. Oh no, I ha- I have. I'm just trying. To, I've like, received so much. I'm trying to like, pick <laughs> a bit, but um, I think it's kind of a bit the same answer. Um, that I've also been told is just to. To like when no, because there are times and there have been times for me where literally I have felt like nobody has believed in me and it has literally just been me. I mean, um, I was the only one who believed in me coming to the UK wow. to follow music. I, I That's didn't. a brave choice. Yeah. It's a courageous choice. It, it seems like it now, like when I'm looking back, like when you're yeah. in it, you're just in it. But yeah, looking back, I'm like, whoa, I really did that. I really did yeah. that. Um, and my family, none of them, um, I don't have a musical family. And mm. my family don't really get, I'm a bit like of the odd one, like the zygote kind of story. <laughs> got dropped in. Um, and so, yeah, like I haven't come from a musical family or a family who necessarily understood that journey and also what it takes um, and the sacrifice and the what you have to go through while you're trying to get there. It's mm. such a long journey and um, Ellis... Ellis was saying in one of your podcasts as yeah, well. Yeah. I, I was really listening to his one um, saying that, you know, when you are broke yeah, and you, that can be a really low place. So yeah, just like absolutely keeping on believing in yourself when no one else does. That's yeah. the best piece of advice. Like, and to be able to be self-reliant is possibly the best thing you can be 
Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Top, top responses. Um, so in terms of making you effective, do you have any particular practices that you have in place to make you effective? Are there things that you found that you have to do to maintain your mental health and just general well-being? Yeah. Yeah. Um, still working on it, <laughs> but yeah. I, it really helps me to have a routine. Right. Yeah. So I'm not naturally someone who wants to have a routine. I'm, you know, I'm an artist, I'm scatty, I'm, I'm creative, I want to do things when I feel like doing it, but that doesn't really benefit me. Okay. So, and especially not when it comes to meeting deadlines and getting things done. So I have in the last couple of years become a lot more self-disciplined um, and just, yeah, like applying, yeah, a, a schedule to my life and to my day. So I'm trying now, even in the last six months, I've been doing this just to make sure I get up at the same time. Cool. It's not always easy to go to bed at the same time, especially as a musician. Um, yeah. Um, but I try. I'm trying. Sounds awfully boring now. So, yeah, just absolutely like having a, a disciplined day. And, you know, I don't know who says you don't have to work hard to get yeah. somewhere. I've heard that. It just isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> you have to work bloody hard. Yeah. Um, and I just, I literally work hard and I work, um, you know, on my craft every day. And I'm always looking for ways to improve my skill. Yeah. So I think that's also a big one is just to, yeah, like always trying to improve and um, listening to people like yourself as well. You've been like amazing for me this year and incredibly inspiring. And also just other people, like when you get feedback on your, you know, maybe in my production or yeah. or my songs, just to like really listen. And maybe I'm not always going to take that on board and do it but I'm definitely hearing it and I'm considering mm. and often I will take it on board. So, I, I think um, you are amazing, Abby, because you do, I, I can testify to the fact that you work hard, you are resilient, you just keep on keeping on and you spend time in the studio. I know through lockdown that you were taking yourself off into the studio, <laughs> absolutely yeah. working it, you know, and I, I genuinely believe there are no shortcuts. There's just getting better and getting excellent and you are on the path to absolute excellence you know just by sheer hard work and gut so yeah. yeah you can pat yourself on the back because you've done super super well well thank you and I will say if anyone ever probably won't hear this but <laughs> <laughs> if you've made it this far <laughs> if anyone ever hears this um oh my gosh like you can just get better at anything sure because when I look at my production a couple of years ago and literally I only mean two years ago um because I only started producing maybe three years ago mm. just what I started out with so bad so bad <laughs> so yeah I think anyone can do anything if they just do it enough that's great I that kind of ties in with my last question really um, if someone was going to come and work for you on your team, which I'm sure will happen oh, in the so. future, yep. what qualities would you be looking for them to make them a great producer, engineer, team player, part of your team? What's important to you? For me, it's actually um, harder to find than you'd imagine, but someone who's actually reliable, yeah, um, who turns up on time, hmm. who I know if they say they're going to be there, they're actually going to be there. Yeah. Um, that's yeah huge for me is reliability and to be reliable as well because people if you're reliable like you're ahead of a lot of other people these days yeah you're it's true yeah and you will get called 
because people will know, oh, I can rely, rely on that person. I can Absolutely. rely on Sally. She's going to, you know, be there when she mm-hmm. says she is. So that's um, a big thing. And probably, yeah, obviously someone with a really good work ethic, someone who is um, flexible as well and can adapt easily, can't be too rigid. And anything else? Maybe I think self-confidence. Yeah, no. Yeah, self-confidence, but self-belief. Yeah. some You have to have just like an absolutely like dead, crazy hard, manic, <laughs> deluded yeah. self-belief because it is delusion until it's reality. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So. It's so true. <laughs> no one is going to believe in you, unfortunately. They're just not. You mean, you might have some good friends or even some family or whatever, yeah. but at the end of the day, you have to choose to be it. You have to choose to do it and you just have to, you just have to choose it. Yeah. And that's it really. Yeah. Just almost like with your eyes closed, just jump in and. Absolutely. You just have to swim. Well, Abby, you have been an amazing guest. Yeah, I can't believe I did this. Surprise (laughs) guest. It's so cool. And when this is edited up, it's going to be amazing. And um, so I want to thank you for being a guest on Secrets of Success. And in many years to come, we will listen to this and I will go, I knew Abby Reddy, the amazing singer-songwriter. So thank you so much. And I wish you luck in all that you do. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you for listening to the Love Live Music Secrets of Success podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Love Live Music UK or come and visit my website www.lovelivemusic.co.uk.